Hello, friends, and welcome to the Iron Sharpens Iron Bible Study Podcast. Today is our first episode, and I could not think of a better way to start the podcast than from the book that the name of the podcast comes from, and that's Proverbs. Uh, You know, we're going to start a short series of lessons today, and I've entitled it Stormproof. The tagline is going to be preparing for life's difficulties before they happen. This is the essence of the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs has the purpose of preparing you for life's hardships before the hardships happen. We understand this concept. Every year here in Oklahoma, where I'm located, we prepare for tornado season before it happens. You know, we're told to make sure that we we have batteries, that we have water and other supplies in our shelters so that we are ready for the storm. Why are we told to make preparations before the storm comes? If you've been a person who hasn't prepared uh, before the storm, you know the reason why. You cannot prepare once the storm comes. The supplies, they're just not available. It's, It's too late to get what you need. This is when the panic really begins to set in because the time to prepare, it it's passed. And Jesus taught this same idea in the Sermon on the Mount um, in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. You know, God has no interest in us being unprepared to face the hardships and the suffering uh, that comes in life. Jesus told us that the the rain and the winds of life are going to beat on our lives. God doesn't want our lives to be destroyed by sin or uh, be destroyed by, by suffering. So the book of Proverbs is given to us so that we have the wisdom that we need uh, to live a good life. And, you know, we'll talk about this uh, further in, in a moment and in uh, later episodes. If you're unfamiliar with the book of Proverbs, I'd like you to notice that the Proverbs don't actually start really until chapter 10. Chapters 10 through 29 are the actual one-line Proverbs. Uh, the first nine chapters are speeches telling us why we need to read and listen to the Proverbs. I think it says a lot about human nature that it takes nine chapters to encourage us to seek God's wisdom and to listen to his teachings. Um, But let's read the introduction, which sets forward the purpose of the Proverbs and the purpose um, of this book. In Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. Notice the, the the purpose that is given for this book. It, it's to know wisdom and instruction, to understand the insights of the wise, to gain instruction in wise dealings and prudent behavior, to know how to do what is right, to do what is just, and to do what is fair. 
you know, we often define wisdom as simply knowledge, but you'll notice that this is not how uh, the scriptures depict wisdom. When we read about wisdom, we should think about skillful living. A full definition for wisdom is this, living skillfully, insightfully, and successfully before God in this world. Then Solomon tells us who these proverbs of wisdom are useful for. Look again at verses 4 through 6. In verse 4, he starts with the simple or inexperienced. This word will teach prudence and shrewdness for those who are inexperienced. The picture is that those who are still impressionable, usually the, the younger, need this so that they can have the skill to see life rightfully or right, rightly. Further, this word will teach the young uh, knowledge and discretion. The younger people need the message in this book to prepare, prepare them for life. It will give them the ability to discern life properly. Now, does this book have, uh, you know, nothing for the older and those that are already wise? Look again at verse five. The wise person can listen and increase in their learning. I mean, think about this. There is no limit to the knowledge and wisdom that God can give uh, to you for, for your life. that There is no cap. There is never a point where you can say, I have all the wisdom that I need. And the rest of verse 5 says that even those who are discerning can obtain more guidance for life. The wise can become even more skillful, skillful for life. You don't cap out and, and no longer need wisdom to stormproof your life. These words help the young and the old. These words help the spiritually immature and the spiritually mature also. It doesn't matter where you are in life or how old you are or how much wisdom you, you already possess. These words are for you. Everyone needs to stormproof their lives. So here's a question. Where is wisdom? How do we start? Uh, I want to look back at Proverbs 1 and verse 7. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The first step to stormproof our lives is the fear of the Lord. The start, the start point to live skillfully and wisely is to fear the Lord. And I want us to, to think about this idea for just a moment. Where does the modern person turn for instruction, for guidance, for, for discipline or insights and knowledge and moral judgment and, and discernment? Where, where are you supposed to go to have all of these things? Are we supposed to turn to social media to obtain these skills? It is TikTok the place for wisdom and insights. I thought I would look to the, the, the most popular magazine sold um, here in the United States and see what wisdom is presented as, you know, you check out at the grocery store and here are some of the titles of, of the leading magazines this month. Astrology says this is when you're going to fall hard. Another on the front cover said, no matter your starting point, we've got inspo for you. And then a third, how to succeed in 2024, proven ways to think bigger and act bolder. You know, we should quickly see just the shallowness of what the world offers for self-help and self-care and life guidance. So where will true wisdom be found? Where will life skill be found? You know, this tells us the fear of the Lord is the starting place for skillful, insightful, 
and successful living before God and the world. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And I want us to think about the impact of this truth. Our view of God and our knowledge of him is the foundation for all, all our logic and reasoning. How we look at the world and how we look at our lives are directly colored by our view of God and what we know of him. You know, all of us view the world in a certain way with a certain lens. I want us to think about all the lenses we've been given in our lives. You know, our parents tried to teach us the right way, but how do we know what they taught us was the right way? Or our schools tried to teach us the right way, but how do we know what they taught was the right way? Our friends tried to teach us the right way, but how do we know what they said was the right way? How do we know what is the right way? You know, the world has just myriads of contradictory points of view. So which way is the right and which should we listen to? You know, God is telling us that seeing rightly only comes from fearing the Lord. God is saying that if we don't know him, that we cannot know anything about life correctly. We're going to be able to see the world, but we will not be able to put it together correctly. You know, we lack the wisdom and instructions needed to put the pieces together so that it makes sense. Um, I, I, I kind of want to illustrate this idea. You know, there's there, there's many popular movies that show um, living in an alternate reality. You believe that you're you're in a particular reality, but then someone opens your eyes and you realize that you're not looking at the world correctly. You were not seeing all that there was uh, to see. You discarded the things that didn't make sense to you. But then someone comes along and shows you that you looked at the world or the the way you looked at the world was upside down. You know, you watch a movie where a kid thinks he sees dead people, but the end of the movie shows actually the kid was the dead person and everyone else was the people that were alive. Now you have to rewatch the movie because it changes everything about how you understand what was happening. All of the pieces that they fit differently now. And this is what God is saying to us. You think you are seeing life properly and you are seeing things in a particular way, but until God is the central foundation, you are putting the pieces of the puzzle um, together incorrectly. This is why those who are who are outside of Christ and don't know God think, you know, we're living backward. And it's also why we look at the people in the world and think that they're living backward. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. With God, you are given the wisdom to look at the world rightly and with insight. And without God, you don't have the right lens to look at what is right. You know, we're looking at life through a different reality. This is why Jesus said that the world will hate us. They're not, they're not going to understand us. Uh, none of this makes any sense. It cannot make any sense. Faith appears irrational from where they are. If you were told at the start of the movie that the, the, the kid is dead, you would not believe it, and it wouldn't make any sense. You're told uh, this at the, the, the end of the movie, and you go, oh, you know, now I see. This is the idea regarding the fear of, of the Lord as the beginning of, of knowledge. The fear of the Lord doesn't uh, merely refer to having a reverence and fear 
for the Lord. Rather, when the scriptures speak about the fear of the Lord, they're referring to a reverence and fear of the Lord that leads to uh, submission to him. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, it says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. The fear of the Lord is to listen to God in life. Jesus is described as delighting in the fear of the Lord, which meant that he lived his life listening to God and doing what he said. The fear of the Lord is not merely being a Christian. This is important to point out because there are Christians who do not see life correctly. Seeing life, you know, it, it comes from listening to the Lord and trusting what he says. You know, we're, we're trusting that our lens for looking at life is broken and we need to look at the world the way he says to look at it. So, you know, what God is trying to tell us in many places in the scriptures is that skillful living, insightful living, and successful living before God in the world only comes from knowing and trusting him. Uh, Colossians 2 verses 2 and 3, it says, I want their hearts to be encouraged and, jo and joined together in love so that they may have all the riches of uh, complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Um, and then over in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 21 through 24, it, it reads, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Then over in the next chapter of 1 Corinthians, verses uh, 6 through 7 of chapter 2, it says, Yet among the mature we do not impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages uh, for our glory. I want you to notice the three points from, from those scriptures, first being, you know, all knowledge and wisdom are in Christ. And then the the world through its wisdom will not know God or his wisdom. And then, you know, the third point that the wisdom of God that we possess will not match the wisdom of the world. They are not compatible. If we don't believe these three things, then, you know, we will continue to watch the movie of our lives and the movie of the world in the wrong way. When life doesn't start with God, then it's impossible to see life correctly. You know, so therefore it, it will be impossible to move through life correctly. We will not have the, the skill or the insight or the success before God in the in the world that we desire to have. So, you know, storm proofing our lives means starting with knowing and trusting the Lord. Uh, you know, that's that's it for this week's episode. Um, feel free to share um, any any of your thoughts, questions, or even a favorite verse with our community. Also, be sure to give us a like, share, and subscribe to stay current on all of our available episodes. Um, until our next sharpening session, 
Uh, stay steadfast, stay inspired, and may your faith continue to grow sharper each day. Uh, this is the Iron Sharpens Iron Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Goad, and until next time, God bless.